Hello, today uh, we're going to be talking to Ethan Kreger about vintage video games, some of his uh, career experience in the, in the field, and some of the music aspects of his life as well. Um, I hope you enjoy the podcast, and uh, stay tuned, because I, I hope to improve over time. This is the first episode, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Well, I'm joined here with Ethan Kreger today. Are you good with me using your last name? Should I not? Sure, no, I don't care. Okay. Also known as, uh, you want to shout out your your channel? <laughs> Gutterflies is the old name. It's currently the Hermit. Well, is that one still your music channel? Is uh, Eerie Sunday as your music channel? Eerie Sundays, yeah. Eerie Sundays. Eerie Sundays. Music, yeah. And uh, okay, so, um, you have roughly been doing video game related material uh for almost two years now on on youtube then yeah going on two years it'll be two years going like starting september yeah and super long time but yeah i mean but that's still a long time in in comparison to your age being that you're 20 so um then you started you had started your collection of video game materials uh in 2011 and uh you've been repairing consoles for 3 years and then starting in like 2018 yep and uh then you you also worked at a video game store as well selling yes. and and uh i i would assume purchasing as well I sell, <laughs> buying yes. selling repairing um, cleaning whatever yeah, I don't think sweeping counts, but <laughs> I meant cleaning consoles. Cleaning consoles. <laughs> yes, <I'm... laughs> words matter. <laughs> um, and then uh, you also are kind of, sort of, in a band at the moment. Um, we used to be in a band together. Uh, we're pretty well. I would say more than pretty good friends. Um, I've known you for almost five years now, four years. Um, it's been over five years now. Has it really been? Over five yeah, years? Yeah, we met each other in 20... Technically, I think we met each other... In we met each other a while ago, but we, we never were really friends until, yeah. say, a year later. Um, yeah, so, still five years. It's 2021. When we, when we started our band in 2017, and you're still doing music now. And, uh, yeah. Putting uh, putting your vocals on, on my, my new band's song from across the country, so... I would say you still gotta send me that updated track. I do. That is true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually do have it finished. I'll send it to you after the podcast. But um, so you do a lot of vintage uh, game material and vintage <clears throat> vintage game um, like console collections and stuff like that. Um, yeah. How's that? How's that been? What what got you into that? my addiction to collecting vintage consoles and playing the games <laughs> you call it an addiction i call it an addiction because i know that i probably do it too much and i have no intention of stopping even though i know it might technically be better for me financially well that that can be okay. argued the opposite uh if it's your true. channel That's ends true. up taking it does off carry value. It does carry well value. i wasn't i wasn't talking about like <laughs> from a collector's point but uh 
Speaking speaking of a collector's point, uh, how much would you say your collection's worth? Like if you if you want to go with a high estimate. High estimate. Yeah, do a do a high estimate. Um, Let's exaggerate here. All right, so an extremely exaggerated estimate would be like probably nine k, maybe ten k. More likely estimate is like seven and a half, eight thousand dollars. Okay, and and so you said you've been collecting since around two thousand eleven, but uh, let's yeah, it let's... only really started picking up in uh, I think really twenty seventeen is when it really started picking up. Okay, so that actually answers my question. Um, before the podcast, you uh, had mentioned for a brief second um, that you had to hide these video games and consoles and stuff from your parents. For... <laughs> Why was that, or yeah, your mom specifically? So... It was both my parents, but okay. mostly my mom. She was the one that was angry about it. But um, basically, I grew up with very few electronics. My parents thought I played too many video games. The only console I ever had growing up was the E until I turned to like 11. Went to a, a store like the one that I worked at, just a vintage, vintage video game, old electronics store. Mm-hmm. And... I found this little Zelda edition Game Boy Advance SP for 25 30 bucks. It's pretty good for what it is. Yeah. Very good. So you saved up your Christmas money and went out and bought it. I think uh, the majority of people can, can relate to that to, an, to a degree. Uh, my first console as well was the, was the Wii, being that it was extremely family-friendly and whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even allowed to play uh, first-person shooters until I was uh, in middle school, and I was only allowed to play Halo because I convinced my parents that it was uh, killing aliens and not people. <laughs> so, and for the most part, it is. Well, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> until you get into the multiplayer, and then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, um, but they never checked up on it really. Uh, I wasn't even allowed to play GTA until I was out of the house, and then by then my my urge I'm to still not allowed if I ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then my well my urge to kind of subsided, but um, yeah. So you you stream and and do YouTube content as we mentioned uh, of these kinds of games. Um, what are what are your kind of goals for that? I want to be able to do it as like a part time thing where I just like spend time playing games that I love, I'll finally get to actually get through all the games that I really want to get through, which is a very, very long list, by the way. Um, I just want to be able to spend a lot of time doing that and having fun talking to people. Well, yeah, I suppose that's that's kind of the point of uh, video games is, yeah. is uh, an yeah. escape. So, um, But what would your top three, top three games be? Top three games just in general? Um, yeah, well, of, on your list of games to play. Okay, of games to play. Yes. You said there's um, an extremely long list. Uh, instead yeah. of breaking down uh, 160 <laughs> games, I figured top three is a good number. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Made to think. <laughs> I just recently got Metroid Prime. That's one that's pretty far up there. I want to play that. And what have I got behind me? Probably one of the games back here. 
Oh, so you haven't even played all the games that you own? Not yet. Not yet, no. Um, well, that's crazy. Get them when I get a chance to get them at a really good deal so that I won't have to hunt for them later. I suppose, um, that, yeah, that's a, that's a fairly smart like, <laughs> way to go about it. For example, see, it's a good example. All right, so here, I've got this copy, well, you can't see it on the podcast, but I've got this copy of Wind Waker, and I got it for 30-something dollars in extremely good condition, and now it's just worth more money, so it'd be harder for me to get now, you know? Yeah. Snatch it when Um, top three games, so probably Metroid, then I haven't ever finished Halo 3, because my Xbox that I had at one point just didn't have a hard drive, so I just played the first three hours of it, like 20,000 times, and then I'm pretty excited about uh, playing Dark, or not Dark Souls, Bloodborne eventually. Dark oh, okay. Souls 2, but Bloodborne more than Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I, I, the first bit of that, but I can't I handle either of them, first. honestly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I get I'm extremely aggressive. patient with that kind of stuff. I'm yeah, I'm definitely too not. Patient. <laughs> um, all right, so now let's get into the kind of um, now that we've got the kind of intro out of the way, I'm gonna kind of put some questions to you. Um, so a lot of a lot of parents and stuff come out all the time i think it's with with every generation uh talking about video games and and how they cause violence and there's been a lot of studies that kind of disprove that but um uh i would say that there's still um the the video game culture would would definitely be um up there right now in in terms of popularity of the time um how would you say that uh video games have kind of evolved with society <laughs> this is a, a loaded question i suppose it's not loaded in the terms of honestly video games are really not any different from a lot of other things there have always been war games there have always been or books there have always been romance games romance books all the way back to like cowboys media. and indians and exactly yeah. cowboys and indians then there's like the civil war there's napoleon you know like you know all those like like 1800s kids were like whoa that <laughs> you're telling me game. you're telling me that 1800s kids were like damn i really want to play napoleon with the with the other big kids <laughs> Yeah, they were all <laughs> running around with their sticks and slingshots, you know, throwing rocks <laughs> at each other. That's what they did, and that's exactly what we do now. So now we just, just do it with virtually. video games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and sometimes with rocks too. I would say that that's uh, I would say that's safer anyway. Um, so would you say that violent video games draw more attention to the consumer market than? regular video games i mean obviously with the call of duty I would franchise say they do just because like for example the call of duty franchise yeah of course how many games are in that franchise i know i have like five of them sitting all, right all, here. a whole lot <laughs> right here just for one console the ps2 i've got four different call of duty games sitting right there and they're all the same game so the reason that they attract so much attention is because there is so much of it and so many people just want the simplicity of playing a game like that 
Yeah. It's, it's easy to make compared to like making up. Well, I would say also the competitive aspect. Yeah, the competitive aspect helps a lot because people want to beat other people. They want to be the best at what they're doing. So, like a game like Zelda, like yeah, you can you can speed run it if you want, but you're not actually competing against someone. So that that has to be all your own drive, not your competitive side saying, "Hey, I just shot you. Do something about it." Yeah, exactly. Um, so I know that. Uh... I mean, shooters are probably always going to be around, and and I'm not talking uh, game content. Um, I know campaign games, like based campaign based games, and uh, um, local multiplayer style games are are dying out pretty pretty rapidly. Uh, other than like small game companies that that make their their small campaign based games. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? The the dying out I mean, of these single player really? campaign games. I don't think they're dying out. To be completely honest, I mean, look at Breath of the Wild. Single player, extremely popular, and there are a lot of other games that have come out quite a lot like it. It's just that not progressing as far or as fast as shooters are because the number of shooters is multiplying so much faster. Would you say that that uh, these these shooter games are uh, drawing more people into video games that would not have otherwise? Yeah, I'm sure they are. Like there are just so many of them, it's it's kind of unavoidable at this point. That's yeah. That's a it's, it's a very attractive thing to a lot of people because it's it's kind of like walking into an arcade. You put the coin in, you play your match, your match is done. You know. Yeah. It, it, you can pick it up and drop it very, exactly. very easily rather than getting tied in with the story. A, can't do that with a story, but also there are just a lot of people that really want that story and they don't want to play with other people. For example, I play a lot of campaigns and not so much multiplayer, you know? And there are a lot of people like me. It's just since it's a single player game, there's not really as much community around it. So it's not as loud, so to say. Yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, with the community aspect, I suppose there every every game has its has its own kind of community. But uh, I know there's been a lot of heat going on with the Nintendo community in particular. Uh, and the there's way... always heat going on with the Nintendo community. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so I was gonna ask you what uh, what your your opinions are with Nintendo as a company. I know that you have a lot of love for their they games. Do some things extremely well. They do a lot of things extremely well, and they're probably always going to be my favorite company when it comes to video games. I prefer their games by far over most other companies, just on average. Okay. Um, I know there are a couple things that they do that a lot of people don't like. For example, one thing that Nintendo does is they very, very rarely put sales on their games. That's not to say that they don't. For example, I was just looking at Breath of the Wild at Target the other day, and that was on sale. It wasn't a huge one, but it was a sale. You know, mm-hmm. so since they don't put sales on their games as often as other companies do, and yeah, uh, well, uh, I would say the target target sales are are based off of Target because Target buys them in bulk. So Target put a sale on Nintendo games. Nintendo didn't put a sale on their yeah. game, but Nintendo has put sales on it. I've I've seen it on like the online store and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And Sorry, so people just don't like that their games aren't quite as accessible, in part just because they sell out, in part because they can be, well, I guess they're technically just average price at this point in the game market. Yeah. Um, they don't lose value. So even once they're older, a lot of them are still going to be just as much money as they were when it was brand new 10 years ago. What do you think about the uh, the way that they handle their community? That's where Sometimes I believe all the controversy. That's yeah, where there's a lot of controversy there. Sometimes they do a great job. For example, with the release of the uh, Nintendo 3DS back in what, 2012, 2013? Mm-hmm. So there was something, I don't remember what happened. Something was quote unquote wrong. And so in order to fix it, they were like, hey, I think I remember what it was. So the console was priced at higher than what it should have been, and people bought it. So in order to make up for that, they gave the people who bought it before that point five AAA games. Each of those games was a full-priced, really good game, and they just gave them to all the people and more than made up for what money they lost buying the console. You know, That's something that I think they did very well, for example. Um, but then there's another example with Switch. I love the Switch to death. It's one of my favorite consoles on the planet. But people have been complaining about the joystick drift all four years of the Switch's existence. And then they announced this new Switch. Everybody's expecting like a Switch Pro, but instead we get the uh, Switch OLED, OLED, OLED is called. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the upgrades are fairly minor. It's got the OLED screen and it's got a uh, Ethernet port and screen's a tiny bit bigger. And that's about it, you know? That's just kind of a letdown for the community. Everybody's disappointed and nobody likes it. Yeah. So it's it's really up and down, just like with any other company. But it's just more controversial in their case, I think. Well, yeah. The fans I think... are just so picky and hardcore half the time. Well, I think what, what really... Um, I was trying to get down at, at with the the Nintendo community being in a, in an outrage is more so the uh, competition stuff that that gets shut down by them and the copyright strikes. Yeah, there are a lot of copyright strikes, um, and sometimes it can be pretty ridiculous. To be completely honest, like people will, like post the soundtrack on YouTube and it'll get copyright striked. But Nintendo, at the same time, isn't posting it themselves. So, like, if you look on Apple Music and want to listen to Zelda music, for example, right? Mm-hmm. You can find Zelda music, but none of it's the official stuff. It'll all be covers that Nintendo can't really copyright strike. And that just sucks for anybody that actually wants to listen to Nintendo's music. Can't unless they listen to the YouTube videos that get taken down fairly frequently. Yeah. Um, it's fully within their rights, those, but at the same time, it's just kind of annoying. Are those mm-hmm. soundtracks available um, to purchase? Sometimes, for example, like they'll do something like, uh, I've got a copy of Skyward Sword right behind me, and it came with, a specific one at least, and I think just the average game, came with a controller, and it came with a soundtrack, that, like a CD that had the soundtrack for the game on it, and some like orchestral stuff. Mm-hmm. So they'll do stuff like that a lot of the time. And that's pretty cool. But I don't think they really have it super widely available to just get the soundtrack, pick the tracks that you want, stuff like that. 
haven't made it easy to get to at least. Mm-hmm. So, would you call it a money grab? Honestly, I'm not sure because they're not making money by taking the videos down. In fact, they're probably just losing money because you have to pay the people to or the whoever is taking the videos down. You know? Well, I feel so, like it's the same thing they do with Disney, I suppose, with the Mickey yeah. Mouse stuff. Yeah, that's tr that's fair. It's just something that they care a lot about, which, to be fair, Nintendo has some of the better music, and most people do agree that Nintendo music is better than most video game developers' music. But it's something that's extremely popular and kind of hard to come by sometimes because of how they handle it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that makes a lot of sense. So, um... All right, I'm going to I'm going to go in a completely different direction now. So, with <laughs> nice. the uh with the regards to video games, um there's there's not a lot more that they can be done like graphics-wise and um overall quality of of gameplay other than, you know, obviously like refining it. Uh but when Honestly, I'm sure that's what they thought when the Nintendo 64 came out. Yeah, I suppose. But when it comes well, to like, oh my god, the graphics are so realistic, and now it's like, oh wow, what is that? We'll get into the science of it though with the uh, the or uh, what's four K stuff. Um, like there's there's video qualities that are coming out now that are beyond the um, ability of the human eye to perceive a difference right and they some yeah, some of I these play, quality games can Super cause Galaxy motion sickness screen. yeah <laughs> hey that looks pretty good well i mean like so so you can get 4k tvs and then there's like yeah. ways that uh you can you can play these games now that that'll cause motion sickness because they're they're so damn realistic it's it's crazy um so where's obviously vr is the next step do you see uh nintendo jumping into the vr vr game nintendo actually or or any of these older companies one of the first examples of vr with the virtual boy back in the 90s and it was going to be a pretty cool system before it got shut down by all the news stations kind of trashing the idea um I definitely think they're going to get into it again. They already have given examples of that with the uh, Nintendo DS, and they've also always had their uh, AR features. So you could like, so like on the on the 3DS, for example, you had your little camera, and you would play, you would interact with the real world, which is essentially VR just without a headset. I yeah. definitely think they're going to jump into it again, but I don't think they're going to have done it until they have made it something special. So we have the PS4's VR, and it's good. I don't think anybody's going to deny that they did a good job on it. But mm -hmm. it's not something for everyone. And that's something Nintendo always seems to focus on, is it needs to be something for everyone. So what about the Oculus, where you can upload your own games and stuff on there? The Oculus is really cool too, but it doesn't have that spark that Nintendo t tends to like to look for. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the cartoony kind of childish no, that's not that's not what i mean because you can play dark souls on the switch um i think 
something to just really grab your attention. So like the Switch, you can detach these little controllers. That was just a wild concept. The Wii is literally two sticks on a string. The 64 looks like somebody with three arms is supposed to play it. You know? All got their really attention-grabbing thing that's like, oh my god, how does that work? That is so new and different. And that's what I think Nintendo was waiting on, is something to really make it stand out. Like swimmer goggles or something that are... <laughs> That are for VR or something like that. Genuinely, I try to think of what Nintendo's going to do next. I have no idea. I remember when the Switch came out and I first saw it, I had no idea it was a Nintendo console. I barely even knew it was a console. I thought that somebody had like a mobile device that was just really wonky looking. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) So you would say the quirkiness. You'd say the quirkiness is kind of what brings uh, Nintendo their fame. I mean, think about the Wii U. Like, there has never been another console that operates quite like the Wii U does. And judging by the success or lack thereof of the Wii U, there probably never will be again. Would you say <laughs> that? <laughs> would you say that uh, Nintendo is a is a niche then? In a way, it definitely is because it's not one of the big like overlords of video games. It's not PC, which is obviously gonna always gonna be in its own way superior, quote unquote. Very, well, um, very much so. I mean even like the, uh... even now with the PS five and the Xbox uh and the Xbox X is uh like they're 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 claiming that they can run four K and all these things. Everybody and... knows they can't. Yeah. <laughs> not well. Yeah, not not um, well enough to where they can run every game on it. Yeah, right. Like they're not like the giants that playstation and xbox are but realistically speaking honestly i just by listening to like the the console wars and stuff like that it seems like a lot of people technically like nintendo better they just don't know it because they're so focused on the drama of the console wars which is kind of over now but well yeah i mean everybody's kind of it was a big thing for a good 10 years you know a good 15 years well, most people are buying all of the consoles now, except for obviously. So, so the PS Five is is almost impossible like to buy 1. now, right? Yeah, it kind of yeah. seems like PlayStation One just by how like people perceive the PS Four versus the Xbox One, and the uh, you, you'd PS5 say the PS the, the you'd say the PS Four was was superiorly uh, received received and. Cherished versus the Xbox One, definitely. Uh, would you say that's because of... I really got to see that. Would you say that that's because of the uh, original uh, games? The, oh, the exclusives? No. no? I think it's because of the sleek design. Working at that video game store, I saw a lot of consoles side by side, and I started to realize, wow, the original model of the Xbox One kind of likes kind of looks like the original nintendo from the 80s mm-hmm. it looks like an outdated console even though it really just came out a couple well i guess it came out years ago now but it looks super outdated design isn't touching or attractive the well i think that's why they put out the s story. is because they yeah, knew the that S they couldn't compete sleeker but that didn't come out until a while later you know yeah i think all, that was what two three years later over by then my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, 360 absolutely crushed the PS3. Oh, yeah, easily. Completely demolished. And then the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, and console-wise, they're 
they're pretty close, but the PS4 just somewhat wins, and I think that has a lot to do with its uh, with the Xbox's lack of uh, intuitive design, I guess. I think what the Xbox One, so I play Xbox One. Um, I think what it has going for it is more so the uh, interface that you use once you actually get. It's got on. a good interface, but but I the PlayStation by far. Uh, I, I know that the PlayStation uh, handles games better <laughs> than the original Xbox. And also, Xbox One. I, I've used both. I've actually I've got my 360 sitting here, but I've got the Xbox One sitting in my room. And I used to play a lot of PS4 um, on a friend's PS4. And I can say the PS4, it's, I like it better. I do. Mm -hmm. Interface-wise. Even interface? And I was I, always, I, even I, interface. Okay. All right interface so because i don't completely understand the xbox one's interface and well they've updated it now to where it's even worse honestly <laughs> yeah they keep updating it and changing it and it's just not great <laughs> yeah fair enough um, um with the regards to that i i would say that um with to the xbox 360s uh thing this is going to be a weird comment but i think the reason that the 360 uh outdid the xbox they're not the, the the PlayStation Three by such a large margin, is because it was the first to get Minecraft. No, that's probably a fair point. Because I remember but when Minecraft became an PS3 Xbox exclusive. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That was it confusing. Has the same interface as a PSP, and the PSP works on the PSP. It shouldn't be on a con on a home console. Dude, that thing was messy. It was yeah. it was a maze trying to find everything, and you didn't know PSP where. For, I had it for nine years now, and mm -hmm. I still don't fully understand that PS3 interface. And and you like understand the PlayStation. That runs on the same thing. You understand the PSP's interface though. I understand the PlayStation though. 4 perfectly. I don't understand the PSP because it's it's exactly the same as the PS. Oh, I thought you were saying you could you could understand it on the PlayStation, uh, or you couldn't understand it only on the PS3. But uh, all right, well, so what's the next step for Nintendo? You said probably probably VR, and you said you have no right idea now, how they it works. Worry about getting in the good graces of their fans with this joystick thing. Oh it is yeah. A problem. Like, I've even got a Switch that has the drift, and I take very good care of it, you know? Yeah, so it's... Behind me, that you guys can't see, of course, um, one of its sticks drifts, and that really sucks. I've got a Pro Controller now, and that's extremely nice. I won't I won't talk bad about that. I haven't had any issues with it. But I How long have you had it? Console to work. Pro Controller, I've had for... Almost eight months. Amanda gave it to me for Christmas. Okay, how long did it take for your first uh, set of sticks to start drifting? It did take a good while. I will say that it took. I'm gonna say two or three years at least. Didn't start drifting until like 2019. Mm -hmm. Sometime around that. It did take a while, but I know with a lot of people it happens pretty fast. Oh yeah, like they'll buy new ones and. Like, and I know that working at the game store, a lot of people came in for Joy-Con repairs or on the Switch Lite, the joystick repair. That just really sucks considering how expensive the Joy-Cons can be. Each one's like 35 bucks. Mm -hmm. 
You would, have to have two to play. Yeah, okay. would you say would you say that uh Well, all right. So on the on regards to the uh, uh the light, right? Would would you say that that was worth putting out at all? I don't know a single person with the light console. Well, you actually do because I have one and Amanda has one. Okay. And we also each have our own main body switch. And on the note of was it worth putting out? Absolutely. People that have one like them for the most part. I love mine. It gives me pretty much the same experience as that switch. Just it has a couple features that switch doesn't have, like the easy portability. That one was harder to take with you, for example. But I actually have my switch right next to me, and I take it to work every day play on it i play pokemon whatever so it's especially worth it if you've got the original switch console or just a, a larger switch console that can hook up to the tv because then you get the experience of playing it on the tv as well as the handheld mode but the switch mm -hmm. light is just it's a great console really like it's the same as the switch just a slight difference mm, okay it's also a hundred dollars cheaper, so if you really yeah. want to put in a pinch, it's a hundred dollars cheaper. You can't, you can't really say no to that. Like, yeah, I, TV isn't really that important with the switch. I had it's bought my. Cool to be able to do though. I had bought my girlfriend uh, a switch because she wanted to play Animal Crossings, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I almost bought her a light just because I was like, damn, that's that's cheaper, and I didn't realize that it had. Uh, it was the smaller and and uh, had had less features when it comes down to uh, your yeah. ability to play yeah, you it at home. You can't play it on the TV, and like, the controls don't detach stuff like that. So you'd have to get an external controller. Um, so those me. are the big differences with the uh, Switch Lite is you don't have those features. But for the most part, I don't really feel like I've had any downsides with the Switch Lite. I'm sure that's because I have a regular Switch and have those features available if I want them. But using it as a portable console, it has been absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be in comparison to the DS more so? It's kind of like that. Okay. Well, I find that... It's obviously bigger than the DS, but... I find that interesting. Um, Alright, so let's get off of Nintendo for a second. Uh, what, well, not even off of Nintendo necessarily. It might go back to it, but uh, what would you say the best game that came out this year was? I don't even know what games have come out this year. <laughs> oh, you're so stuck in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still. I get I get occasional new games, but I haven't gotten a ton. I'm trying to think of them, ones that I have gotten. I'm certain there have been a couple. It doesn't have to be. I haven't been able to play Valhalla yet. I haven't been able to play Valhalla yet. Now, did that come out in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? I think, I think that was twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just get kind of stuck. Um, yeah, not a lot's come out in twenty twenty one. I can give you my favorite game anyway. in recent years that I've actually played through all of, but I can't. Yeah, say go ahead. This year. Go ahead. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I know that's going to be a controversial one. Oh yeah. But. I don't think I have ever completed a game that quickly, quote unquote. Not in a not no like way as in there was so little gameplay. There was a lot. Um, but 
<laughs> I played that game to hell and back. And I know it's got its issues. It's made by EA. Of course it has issues. Yeah. <laughs> EA kind of sucks. Um, Was it... Were there a lot of in-game purchases on that? Zero. Damn, you get that's, that's rare for money. EA. That is rare. Um, so. they, they tend to do that with their Star Wars games, I think. They made uh, they tried to make a ton of EA or a ton of uh, purchase in-game purchases for Star Wars Battlefront 2 and it sucked. They ended up just making Celebration Edition, which just includes everything. You can't even unlock it, so that really sucks. It's a great game, but they kind of dropped it on that one, and I think that's why they lost the rights to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that might have just come with the purchase by Disney anyway. So. No, because Disney bought Star Wars in, like, 2013? Yeah, but Disney can make its own games, and that's already been shown, so. Yeah. But well, uh, I don't necessarily love all of their games. I don't necessarily love Disney, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, They're not on good speaking terms right now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, uh, did you see that? Uh, the Lego Games Company, uh, was it TNT or whatever it is? What's it called? About them just tt games TNT yeah games. whatever yeah they uh they filed for bankruptcy oh that sucks you didn't hear about that i did not no i'm sad yeah they're gonna go i believe they're, they're gonna go out of business jesus yeah <laughs> i spent so much time playing lego star wars complete saga oh dude I didn't yes streamed half of it like last year yeah man dude i remember playing those games on my uh I believe on my Game Boy. I've got Lego Star Wars 1 and 2 sitting there on the GameCube. I've got Lego Star Wars Please Saga sitting somewhere for my Wii. I've got two copies of Unpopular it. opinion. Uh, Star Wars. Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars is, is the best Lego game. Unpopular. Like Lego Star Wars 3? Uh, Lego Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars right here. Let me. I've got it right here. Yeah, I believe so. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I I haven't played it in years. That guy right there. Uh, I can't see it yet. Hold on. Yep, Lego Star Wars three. Yep, that's the that one. It's an amazing game. I love it so much. Unpopular opinion. It's the best Lego Star Wars game. Well, they can, you know, do stuff. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game is great. <laughs> I great. I especially I... loved the uh, the one v one aspect that they added, where you could build your own bases and. That was my absolute favorite part. Yeah. I would go to the library and hunt that game down to rent it out. No oh, one else yeah. ever got to play it. You remember the you remember yeah. the, the the library rentals, yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. I would go into the library and I would just go straight to the Nintendo section. Oh, I remember man. seeing like the PS one and two games in there too and I really wanted to play them, but obviously I didn't have the uh, consoles. At the time. I yeah. do now. Yeah. <laughs> I got a piece why, uh, for like 20 bucks and just bought a ton of games for it. Why did your parents uh, not want you to play just because it was violent, you said, right? I don't really know because they didn't seem to have a problem with like my brother and sister playing. It was just me. So um, 
Yeah, I know they did have problems with violent games, to be fair. Also, they bought me Twilight Princess. That's a fairly violent game for them. At the time, I only had Wii Sports and Wii Play and Super Mario Galaxy 1. Yeah, I and remember they just bought Twilight Princess. I don't know why, but they did. And I love it to this day. Well, I mean, shit, that's that's pretty that's pretty lame. <laughs> um, well, damn, I'm kind of backed into a corner now. I don't got any, <laughs> I don't got any questions. <laughs> um, so in regards to the. Uh, video games that you used to play what would you say was like your you would you say twilight princess was your your kind of like hook game i i have three hook games that i would say were like just games that i never stopped going back to even until now yeah, yeah. number one is either twilight princess or super mario galaxy one of those two i can't Tell you which, because Super Mario Galaxy is probably my favorite game of all time. Oh, yeah? Even though Zelda might be my favorite franchise of all time. Um, I know I've gone back to uh, also Lego Star Wars Complete Saga a lot. But I think that one's just barely been beat out by The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Which is, oh. in my opinion, the definitive Zelda game. Okay, so you you didn't... You're not too big on uh, on the Mario games, then. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, uh, you haven't mentioned them at all, so. And... Is that Super Mario Galaxy? Yeah, I suppose that's true. You did say it was your favorite game of all time. And I got Fair just, enough. I got almost, almost as hooked on Super Mario Galaxy two. I remember Super um, Mario three was kind of my, one of my first Mario. Super Mario games. Bros three is one of the best Super Mario Bros games. I'm yeah, dude, that was Bros. crazy. Games, but I do love them. That was, that um, was oh, a crazy oh, game. There's another. There's there is another. Um, there's a game by another company that recently went bankrupt and made me very sad. Um, called Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, and it's a Mario RPG style game, and I played that so so much on my DS when I finally got one at least, and. It's to this day one of my favorite Mario games, probably second place Mario games. And that's what is that about? Just the inside well, this story. This may come Bowser. as a shock. Just this the inside story of Bowser. I, I understand. Okay. <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to save Peach and the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay, so it's just the normal, <laughs> just a normal <laughs> Mario game. I it's a very it, different way of going about it, and you do get to play as Bowser for a significant part of the story. And you, as Mario, get to play alongside of Bowser. So you're saving... So you, as Mario and Luigi. So you're not saving from Bowser. Bowser's trying to save the kingdom with you. Yeah, yeah. There's a, an enemy called Fawful, and he's the... Uh, you get where that name came from, Fawful? No. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. The fucking awful? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's what I assume, at least, because there's a lot of things that sound kind of like, uh, Fawful. They're hinting at stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was like it's a rated a R, uh, Mario story, or a PG-13 Mario game. <laughs> nah, no. 
it's very kid friendly very very kid friendly well most mario games are so fair enough um yeah <laughs> so what the only difference in it is just bowser Gets to play say, the, it's a completely different play style you know how how most mario games they're jumping around platform or yeah. platform or like open world you know this open world oh yeah an rpg this one was a, a full rpg oh, okay so combat, all that kind of stuff so basically a pokemon game but mario kind of except without catching no capturing anything yeah and no catching anything just defeating enemies and upgrading your stuff rather than evolving pokemon you know kind of more like a final fantasy oh okay um, mario game oh final fantasy speaking of which what do you think about final fantasy i really love a lot about it i'm sad to say that i haven't been able to get into it most of the time because my parents didn't like the art style so i didn't get a game until later in life but I have been playing um, Final Fantasy XII and also one of my top games just in general for the PS1 is Final Fantasy Tactics. I yeah. absolutely love that game. You know, I, I never really got into the Final Fantasy games. Uh, I never, I've never played one uh, all they're, the way. They're definitely a uh, specific genre of games that certain types of people will love and everybody else just kind of ignores yeah my dad used to really be into him which is weird yeah i've got final fantasy 12 as a steel case here like that and i'm trying to keep myself from collecting the final fantasy games <laughs> Too because expensive. as i said i'm holding final fantasy 12 and that was for the ps2 <laughs> imagine how many total games there are yeah how far back do they go they go back to uh, the uh, NES, actually. Christ. Yeah. yeah. So, Fair enough. I think there are like, what, three for the NES? I think they might be on the Famicom, too. I'm not certain of that, but I know that they go back at least to the NES. That's what, 80s? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the 80s. I believe that was late 80s, though. Mid 80s, some mid to late 80s, somewhere around there, like 86, yeah. probably. Yeah, because I know the PS2 and stuff, uh, or the PS1 and the and the original Xbox were 90s. Yeah. And that's when that the you know the first person shooters kind of jumped out. So. The Xbox, the original Xbox, is a world that I feel like I'm just finally getting to jump into because I never really had many experiences with it. Um, just in general, but now I finally got one like last week, weeks ago. Yeah, I I only experienced it through a friend uh, when I would go over to his house, and uh, it was it was really good gameplay. Like, uh, was it Kill All Humans or whatever? That one's a really popular one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was one of the the first games I played on there and that was I think memorable. They actually remade that one on like the PC and probably PS4 and Xbox too. Well, yeah, they uh I played it on the Xbox 1 when it came out cuz it was free on Game Pass for a while, I believe. Makes sense. Yeah. Um do you mind if we dive into your music? Not at all. All right. Uh how how much would you say that your passion of video games affects your music? 
Um, it's kind of like a constant battle between the two in a way, and between just a bunch of other things because I can't seem to stick to one thing. I just go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think video games end up taking up a little bit more of my time, to be completely honest, just because there's so much to do, and I feel like I'm better at video games than I am at uh, music. So I get stuck on that. And also, like, with music, you can listen to music and you can make music. That's just about all there is to do with music, right? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Well, unless you're a critic, and then there's you can judge music. <laughs> That's included in the letting, listening to music. Yeah, I, I suppose, yes. And... But with, with games, you can play games, you get into the stories more, you can make the video games, which is a part of what a part of the reason that video games take up so much more time is because I like to try to make video games. Not very good at it, but I try. Okay. Uh, what what games are you working on now? Um, for the last three years, well, so, not three years. The also, last two also, years, I, I do want to warn you: be careful because uh, <laughs> if this uh, podcast kind of goes somewhere, then people are going to be waiting on your game. <laughs> so don't. Yeah. Don't pressure yourself. <laughs> okay, well, disclaimer, don't wait for this game. It's probably not going to come out for another six years at least. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just disclaimer, just don't don't wait on it at all. Bet it exists after you hear about it. Okay. But I'm calling it I'm calling it uh, Hermit's Grove for now. Um, it's basically intent was supposed to be Cottagecore before Cottagecore was really popular. I don't know what that is. Well, Cottagecore is a newer thing that's come around that is getting more popular probably with people that go on TikTok. I don't really know. I don't go on TikTok. And it's a lot to do with, like, trees, forests, mushrooms, cute little cottages, stuff like that. You know, kind of like a witch's hut in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always liked all that stuff, and I wanted to build a game focused on that kind of a world, but I didn't want to rip off Mario, so I didn't want to make it look too much like Mario. Um, because like making it before I knew Cottagecore was a thing, I felt like, well, I'm a little man who's going through mushroom towns and stuff like that. Like this, this sounds like Mario. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> now that I know Cottagecore is a thing, I know people are going to think of Cottagecore rather than Mario and that's, that's okay by me. Yeah. Cause at so least it's like a genre instead of a... My thunder. <laughs> stolen my thunder with this cottage core being a popular thing now and now they're just gonna think i'm inspired by them like no ew if Not you either. uh if you my were thing. to have released it a couple of years ago then you would have been ahead of your time then i would have just a bit but i would have it probably wouldn't have gone anywhere because it's an indie game <laughs> yeah yeah i suppose i i don't know a lot of indie way, games I'm that have it. gotten big yeah i'm doing it for fun and I don't expect to go anywhere i'm not really trying to make money on it i'm not trying to stress about it that's why i'm working so slowly on it you know like i could throw myself into it and just completely focus on that maybe have the game done in one or two years but well really not i mean to... if we got to be realistic you know the the money aspect of everything's got to have some kind of you know some kind of role in it right not really it's an 8-bit game I could just do it completely as a hobby. Uh, like, it, the world wouldn't be any the wiser. I could release it for free. So um, would you say that your YouTube videos and stuff are more than a hobby? 
in a way, like right now they are just a hobby. I do have hopes for them, kind of like I do technically have hopes for the video game, the video game, <laughs> but I don't expect anything from them. They're just something that I do for fun. I have fun making them. I have fun when people interact with it and when other people enjoy it that makes me happy you know yeah that's really the reason i'm doing it right now because i know i'm not going to make any money on it i'm mm. not going to make any money renting on blues clues for 45 minutes with my mm -hmm. 80 subscribers that's just not going to happen i don't expect that not yet yeah but that doesn't mean that i wouldn't mind eventually so it's not a financial decision which i would say is probably the best uh it's probably smart to not like initially the thought was like hey maybe this could be a thing that i could do for money and then, then i was like ethan why <laughs> go get a job so dumbass. I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> yeah. so i was like okay you yeah. know what i'm just gonna do this for fun instead because for a second i was like well i'm not gonna make it i should probably just get a job and so then i just kind of quit youtube for a second and i was like hold on that was a lot of fun i'm gonna do that <laughs> yeah well, it's, uh, I mean, it, it seems to be going good for you, uh, to an extent. Um, I mean, you've got, it's not, it's like, not the, even that first Blue Schools video, man, you almost got 100 views on it, so. Yeah, like, I wasn't expecting that. Well, that's, yeah, like I said, man, I, I don't even think you know 100 people, so that even makes it, that makes it all the better. That's, that's probably true. I mean, Target's <laughs> a pretty big store, and I work at Target, so I kind of know maybe 100 people. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Maybe now, but... King, I don't know almost any of their names yet. <laughs> What's your name? Tyrese Sharon. Okay. So there's a guy named Terry. Taryn? Terry. Terry, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, YouTube videos. What... Uh... I know you've been posting music on one channel. Uh, are you kind of setting that to the side, like you said? Is that is that? Yeah, I'm gonna pretty much. I've pretty much forgotten about that channel, and I'm just gonna continue posting music. I I post my tracks sometimes on a SoundCloud that I have. That's basically just a file dump for music that I'm either just not gonna keep working on. Do you want to like shout I that out? Like it. Do you want to uh, shout that out? <laughs> don't remember what it's called i think it's just eerie sunday if anybody wants to look at it it's got a couple joke tracks on it it's is that the wet paper it. towels and stuff yeah wet paper towels yeah stuff like that yeah um, <laughs> most of it's just that then there's some synth work just basically me having fun with music and i just put it on there in case anybody wants to listen to it and some people will some people will actually like it some of the tracks have one or two downloads you know i don't know why but they do Oh, I. That's I, fine. Yeah. I I still have the email before you posted it. <laughs> I listen to yes. that all the time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I love to show my friends that because it was kind of like a, a joke track, but it it wasn't bad. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of bad. Okay, it wasn't that, wasn't it, horrible. It wasn't, <laughs> like it there was idea. there was music there. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did have music somewhere in there, deep deep down. <laughs> I I mean it's interesting. I I find it extremely interesting what what you're doing there. Um, it's a lot of fun, you know. With the regards Stupid to your music though, uh, what what genre is kind of your your genre? 
would you say? Go-to is probably metal just because that's the thing that I feel like I'm the best at or that I'm the least bad at. Do you have like a specific metal Um, genre? Not really. No. Um, But I do think I lean a little bit towards doom metal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My band recently has been having a debate on whether or not we're doom metal or not. And I'm like, I really... I really don't feel for doom metal, but uh, our guitarist does, so it's it's been kind of a heated thing. Hey, really, what kind of bands does he listen to? Doom metal. Uh, he's really into the old stuff, so he does. Uh, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Black Sabbath. <laughs> okay, you know what, Black Sabbath. I like Black it's Sabbath, like the original I doom I metal call band. Doom metal. I get that it is, but uh, no. But it's yeah, it's it's not necessarily doom. It's metal. just heavy metal. It's just heavy metal that's slightly slower. Yeah, well, I and then he it's also likes to listen to things like Led Zeppelin, and then he he listens to a lot of thrash, and then he comes to band practice and he's to like, me like he doesn't know what doom metal is. Well, he doesn't he doesn't know a lot of things. So we were playing a we were playing a track, um, and no no offense to the guy, he just he he doesn't know his genres and that's okay. But, fine. There's so many of them. It's super complicated. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a really really talented guitarist, and I feel like doom metal kind of throws him into a corner where he's kind of stuck doing really. Honestly, I feel like you guys should basic really just stop talking about genres and just say, "Hey, does this sound cool?" Well, that's what we tried to do, and he brought up genres and was like, "Well, we have to do we have to be within these genres." parameters essentially was kind of what he was saying and i was like well no because we we made a little we made a little track that was kind of like it sounded ska and he's like we're not a reggae band and i'm like okay well it's not reggae (laughs) and he's like well we're not a reggae band or a ska band and i'm like well then we're not a doom metal band either (laughs) so i don't know what you i don't know what you're on about but uh yeah i just i I don't see how the from what I know of them, I don't see how this group of people could ever be a doom metal band. It really could. a couldn't. doom metal band, you really all have to like doom. Yeah, for sure. Because right now I'm gonna be making I'm gonna be making all the new drum tracks. Uh, like most I'm, of what I listen to half the time is doom, but like I can't even stick to just making doom. Yeah, I I can't handle doom. I it's just too basic and slow for me. If that makes what sense. What did you think of my vocals on this last track? Uh, I feel like you have uh, a few too many uh, harmony lines <laughs> yeah. for the sound that I'm trying to go for on the song, but we can we can work on that. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna shout out the the vocals the song. are technically inspired by two different uh, two different doom metal bands. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out the song. So, uh, Iron Skies is coming out soon by Telesthesia, and uh, it's gonna be featuring Ethan here. Um, I didn't so, know the name of the band. No, Iron Sky. Oh, you didn't know Telesthesia was the name of the band? No, I had no idea there was a band name. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a band name. We also have a van. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a lot of equipment that we probably shouldn't have at our age <laughs> that we could just yeah, kind of play fair. around with. Sometimes you just gotta go to a guitar store and buy guitars randomly, right? Well, it's not even this that. Even though I bought that nine hundred forty dollars guitar the other day, yeah. that was a little out of my budget. I mean, boy, we used to go to guitar stores all the time. It, well, yeah, but mostly we just mostly just bought stuff at the thrift shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, we kind of we kind of lost the topic of video games, but we can keep going on the music thing. I don't know. I don't mind it. Yeah. Not at all. Um, but yeah. So I mean, we've I I've sure as hell evolved from uh, being a thrift shop buyer to going to more of a professional uh, kind of setup. You know, I've got my Marshall my Marshall uh, crate amp that's it's extremely nice um and I don't it deserve it great for a start but eventually can well okay better. but we got we got that wooden guitar from yeah. from what when was that 1980s 1970s somewhere around then I think it was 80s it was 30 years old at the point we got it and that thing's extremely sick <laughs> it's worth yeah. it's it was worth almost a thousand dollars and we bought it for five or like 50 oh, it wasn't it was worth like 150 300 no it's not we bought it for like 35 no it's not worth 300 dollars. it was worth more than that oh we'll we'll have to look it up after this but i'm pretty sure yeah i guess i haven't looked it up in a couple of years but last time i checked it was like 150 well last time you checked was when we were all a band <laughs> oh have you ever have you gotten in contact with uh darian just for context for everybody times, but... just for context to everybody darian's our old uh lead guitarist he was he's pretty insane i noticed he stopped posting on his uh official channel you mean official channel youtube uh no his instagram page yeah i think he joined the navy oh my goodness as far as i know he's no surprise navy. his dad was a naval recruiter <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that, but yeah, I guess that makes <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Hey son. hey, son, you know what would be a good job for you? <laughs> the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I mean, nothing I, wrong I with the right Navy. The wrong. I was right about Woody. Oh, really? Um, was quite a lot cheaper than that, but it has gone up in value by a good hundred bucks since I last checked. So it's 400 now? Yeah, it's 400 35 from 400 i'm saying that's still a pretty good profit yeah, there yeah, that's pretty good i really need to get the case for it the case for it that it came with had a built-in like amp Ooh, that's like a hard case that's it's really cool sick because it's pretty hard to find them. so i'm gonna i'm just gonna you know tell you viewers or listeners i suppose um y'all should definitely go shop at their shops i i don't care how ghetto you think you look i mean some of the stuff there is amazing you just got to find the right thrift shop and kind of stick with it. Yeah, one of my Xboxes that I got behind me is from a thrift Well, it's from a Goodwill, but it's technically a thrift store. Uh, yeah, Goodwill's 100% a thrift store. There's no arguing there. You drop stuff off and then they sell it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a lot of the stuff that I got in, that I have in this room with me is from a thrift store. Most of it I didn't pay full price for. The only thing I think I actually paid full price for is... Uh, uh <laughs> my microphone <laughs> and that <laughs> and my camcorder that thing that that thing was full price too oh yeah all right man well um do you have anything else you want to close on or say i think i'm pretty well taken care of here at podcast incorporated podcast incorporated <laughs> all I right no idea what you're calling the podcast <laughs> Uh, I was gonna. I was thinking a word on the street. Okay. 
things. I don't know. We're both in in buildings. Okay, well, <laughs> it's more of a like, hey, I'm talking hey, to I'm talking to everyday people. Thing. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's it's something to work on. If the podcast evolves, I'm sure the name will as well. Yeah, I so. talked about the uh, podcast at at work today. I was like, yeah, I got invited to be on a podcast, and they're like. Oh, it's not one of those far right podcasts, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we're far, we're far God. right over here. We're we're definitely far right. You know, we're out here talking about music and video games, uh, all the <laughs> all the far right topics that you you were waiting to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just a little thrown off, like I was confused <laughs> and concerned when that was the first thing they thought of. But I guess I get it. Like, yeah, you you concerns. definitely look like like a racist. <laughs> that's rude no i wouldn't i wouldn't describe any of us like that <laughs> we're just trying to talk about video games man i don't know <laughs> man it's it's sad when a man can't even go on a podcast you know it's sad when a man does go on a podcast oh come on man what <laughs> Wow. All right. It's okay. We're all we're all on a podcast. I gotta wait now. I gotta I gotta hold on to this this podcast. I can't release it now. Everybody's gonna be like, damn, I don't wanna go on that podcast. It's already it's already been confirmed to be lame by the guy that was even on the podcast. <laughs> like <laughs> But they won't know that until like the end of the podcast. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's been it's been great. Uh this seems more like an interview to an extent than than Man, a discussion. Isn't that kind of what a podcast is. I don't. Uh, it I, just I depends. Don't to podcast myself, I wouldn't know. It depends on the podcast, but uh, I mean, yeah. the topic today. Um, you're way more informed than I am, so an interview kind of fits. So um, I, I for would. For what it's worth, you're a great interviewer. Thank you. Very oh much well, I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um. All right. Well. Uh. I appreciate your time and I hope to have you on again maybe for more of a music themed episode. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a good night. I'm sure we're not going to run out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the podcast. And if you guys feel so inclined, please do follow. Uh, I intend to have other people on the podcast so that I can hear their thoughts and and try to learn from them and have open discussion. Thank you again for listening and uh, keep on learning one mind at a time. <laughs>